sounds like nether splat, bitch. <laughs> Natter splat. 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 Have you heard anything about the stuff that's going on with Britney Spears? Britney Spears? Yeah. What? It's like an absolute travesty, man. She's had a conservatorship for like almost 10 years that runs her life that like and like I was just watching like a little documentary about her there's these kids doing a documentary and um conservatorships um in Hollywood before have really gray areas about um if you have conservatorship over someone you like you can control their pregnancies and sterilization could potentially be a thing. Who's control? Who, who's this person? Uh, it's her father and a like a team of people. She went a bit mad. Yeah, one time when she was like the first celebrity to really get slaughtered by the media because like that was before like yeah, paparazzi was wasn't a big thing before Britney Spears and then like right at the same time it, it like it became it a thing at the same there. time because yeah, there was yeah. the pop phenomena you know and they would follow her everywhere and yeah. just slam her with things yeah, so. That's not normal so no wonder she fucking went a little nutty for a minute you know yeah yeah exactly so, like, that sounds pretty normal to me when you've been in the fucking spotlight since you were 17, you know? If you go off the reservation at all, you get someone in control. Maybe she started to learn too much. Maybe that's what sent her fucking nuts. Right? There's... They're all from the same club. Did you know this? Oh, They're yeah, all yeah. from the same place. The even... Hollywood club is an interesting like, even club. Like, even the kid stars. So you've got Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, and Britney Spears were all part of the Mickey Mouse club. Yeah. And it's like, also, oh, that's where you groom Hollywood stars then. Yeah, it's like, yeah. that's what you do for, for singing or anything. You're all in one club. You send your kids to this thing. You all meet, probably share a lot of money. And then they go, your daughter's kind of pretty. Can she sing? Yeah. And then maybe it is as bad as that. Like, maybe it is like, how bad do you want her to be someone like Madonna? And they're like, really? We do. And then they're like, how bad? Yeah. Seems a bit much for me. Can't believe any father would do it. Right? No, greed, money, power. People do a lot of things for money and power, man. I know. Just it's a bit crazy to me. If that was offered to me, I'd be like. Because yeah, she's been in a conservatorship for almost ten years. She doesn't get to, like, have full control over, like, seeing her kids and, like, they keep repeating in the documentary. And all evidence shows that, like, she looks like a great mom. Like, she, like... Still controlling her life. She sounds a little silly because she comes from, like, Louisiana, you know? So, like, she might sound a little yeah. ditzy, but, like, that's just... That's a prime... That's a lot of the accent, too, that's, I feel. That's, 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 that's just it's just that twang that, like, he <laughs> as well, you know? Yeah, I think she's adorable. No, it, like I didn't know, I didn't realize what was all going on, and she'll be a good example exactly of something going on. Holy Hollywood. balls, man! Her whole life is completely controlled. Like she doesn't like they're going over like the complete timeline of the last like. 
so many years and like every single um, interview that she's ever made. And then she's, she didn't talk about the conservatorship for like 10 years or for like seven years. And then all of a sudden it came up in an interview and they cut it out of the interview and then she was not seen by the public again for like two years until like 2019. And I read online just recently that I think she, um, they were trying to take away the conservatorship and it didn't go through. Like it, and that just happened like a month or two ago. Because I saw that pop up and then I saw this documentary online and I was like, oh, I'll check this out. Like, it's like a three-parter so far. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be like six, five or six parts. I'm on the third one right now. It's well, it brings up the, the question, really, about the morality of a child performing, really. And you could argue that it's child performance, I would say, is moral. But it's when it gets to the point of someone like Britney Spears or Justin Bieber or someone like that. And they've always been through history. I don't think it does them much good. You could say they make a lot of money, for sure. I'm pretty sure Beaver's pretty rich. But I mean, he was he was groomed from when he was like 10. Yeah. You know, even if it wasn't by the media, his mother maybe like was doing, I don't, I actually don't know. I don't really know his story, but I just know But the stories rich, repeat a lot. There yeah, is a lot of the... But, but being super, super famous from 12 years old and, and then dealing with the sort of people in Hollywood who we already discussed might not be the perfect role models yeah. <clears throat> you know they're not all angels over there and no wonder it turns people into into. and then what happens is it seems like they're slated very easily like so the you know Britney Spears makes someone millions and millions of dollars or lots of people millions of dollars and then the second she kind of need help needs help she isn't given that help. She like not by the media. I mean, she's used again, like used as a headline to put on the front of the National Enquirer. Yeah. And they don't say, "Oh my God, our Britney," you know, she's <clears> going <throat> through something. Feel some sympathy. They can, they can, and of course, some people feel that. But the general message is, nut job, ha. Yeah, yeah, she deserves. Or like she should be in this situation. Like, almost like they they held up as gods to us, these celebrities, and then when they falter, it's like you're not supposed to give them consideration because genuine empathy from readers would make you go, "What the fuck are these paparazzi doing? You subhuman cunt!" See, and that's what this documentary is about. Is there's a movement happening? So you remember, like years back, when that "Leave Britney alone," that kid crying, like that was the first outcry of like the fans coming to Britney's like assistance. And then that kind of went away for a while and like her team is pretty good at squashing things like that. But now there's like a new movement of like everybody sees what's going on. They're like, she's capable enough to do tour after tour after tour, album after album after album, make everybody all of this money. She's she's well enough to do that, but she can't like break, like go out and get a coffee on her own. She can't have her own cell phone. Like, like she... <clears throat> And all she's like, yeah, she just wants to be a mom and be normal, but she can't even do that. She has to meet her quota for the team. And but yeah, it's just like, and there people see it now. So there's like a movement happening, and the like there is empathy out there. So it's it's fans like these kids that are like that. That makes a difference, you know, to like shed some light on it. So. Mhm. 
Because it's crazy. It's outrageous. This whole story, it's, a little, it's a little, quite heartbreaking because you just, like, watch her through it and you just see how much she's controlled, yeah. especially over the last, like, 10 years. Is paparazzi still a thing? Like, no, not really, much? because now there's social media. Because paparazzi was really before social right. media, and now there's that, where celebrities can share their whole life on YouTube, right. you know? But so, what I mean is the whole... So it's diffused it a lot. So yeah. you don't want to look at a picture of a celebrity walking their dog because they're posting a picture of them walking their dog. Right. You'd rather look at them yes. posting it than That's somebody what I was else. Guessing, right? But this part of it is illicit, I guess, that they want it to be like uh, caught. You know, that's the natural tendency of humans. Just like be like, oh, we got you when you didn't want to be seen, which is kind of like a voyeuristic sort of urge, I guess. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, I mean, they used to be the ones like gossip magazines. Those gossip magazines were the fucking worst. They just spewed like such bad messaging and programming on someone. And people lapped it up, you know, like women especially. Well, Sure, mostly women. Gossip magazines. You don't say guys gossip. Yeah, of course. I think guys gossip, but they certainly don't care what Cameron Diaz did that morning and if she didn't look as great as she looked 10 years ago for some reason. But that's what they do. They seem to have celebrities on their side. The little little of what I know about this is they have the celebrities who are on their side and play the game and they get good coverage. And the people who don't play the game, they get pictures in the most flattering angles. So they'll take a picture as they're getting out of a car and then be like slut shows off her yeah. underwear she gets out of car or they'll take a picture when they've just woke up in the morning and they'll be like well she doesn't look quite as beautiful what if she did 10 years ago in a hollywood movie as opposed to you creeping through a fucking bedroom i hate them yeah, yeah. i hate the fucking media and those but the thing that makes me angry is i'm not even super annoyed at the paparazzi because they're just filling a need. I'm annoyed at people who bought these magazines, including mm. people in my family. He was like, what the, the fuck is this nonsense? I used to read it as a kid. I used to read them all the time as a kid. And it was kind of interesting. It's titillating almost. But as you grow up, you realize it's trash. And it's not just trash. It's hurtful trash mm. for the reader and the subject. Yeah. It's like it doesn't help anybody. And I don't really know what you're supposed to do with that when it's a part of human nature you know because if you go full choice and full freedom then people are going to buy that and people are going to make it to fulfill that nail uh that niche or do you say actually maybe we don't have ultimate freedom and maybe we trust the media or we used to as the fourth estate to serve up things that are actually newsworthy good for society and just because people want it doesn't mean you should give it to you them. You should give it to them. Yeah. Because the truth is that if you brought a National Enquirer out and said, we caught Kim Kardashian on a beach and we've seen her asshole, I think a lot of people would be like, go on then. <laughs> but I wouldn't call it journalistic. Yeah. So it's like, maybe they probably wouldn't call themselves journalists though, so... And yeah. I mean, now it's like, then you've got the other no, side it's of an, the No, it's a there. not nice component of uh, human society to revel in things like that and like but I feel like that that goes back into history you know I feel like people have always made um a point of other people and made that a thing and it's like it's like the car crash thing like you don't want to look away like I always actually honestly for myself for a long time because I I learned the term rubbernecking like when you like turn to watch what's going on um I always made it a point 
to never look. Like if there was something bad going on and there was nothing I could do about it, like I'm not going to submerge myself into that energy or thought. I'm just going to continue on my way versus like trying to I look for something tragic. I want to see what mm-hmm. happened. Like I, I, you can assess the situation, but if you can avoid it as well, like right. I do make it a personal rule to try to keep my energy oh, levels in, in a, like my, like I believe like my energy levels in a certain wavelength versus instead of choppy and making your heart race like i'd rather just go smooth and i think that would be a good tactic for a lot of people i don't and like and i also think it's a bit like i get it i understand the urge and the impulse but i also think it's a little unhealthy to want to seek looking something like that i get i understand curiosity very very much i'm not saying it you're it makes you a bad person to want to um look at something like that but I think we could just change our mind on things a little bit anyway because yeah and people have done beheadings in the town squares the hangings and I feel like it's just been fed to us throughout history but it usually has like an evil condemnation to it when it like when you are putting somebody on display in that way and like it yeah it has been fed to us but I don't think that it needs to be there and I think that there could be other ways of doing things and promoting the good are you saying it's not human nature to sort of revel in violence or have some sort of affinity for violence. Are you saying it's purely societal and there isn't something there? Yeah, because it's always, like, to make a point, you know? It's never, like, I'm, like, okay, yeah, in human nature you can protect your own if somebody's, like, coming to threaten you, sure, but, like, no, it's usually to make a point, things like that. They usually have bad condemnation. It is to to make a point. It's the public show of justice whether you think it's justice or not you know if, if she's accused of being a witch then it's not likely to be justice but if you are the local yeah but murderer, why would you bring it to the like the city square so that people can see being justice see being just, or you could just have a few done. witnesses per the court for yeah, something but like talking that about a court of the king let's say in england somewhere right so in the old days medieval times you've got the court of the king and i think it's about not trusting you know and having something in public you know that when you know now we have public records and public hearings but that was their way of something really being shown to to happen because otherwise how could you trust it you know but a very uneducated populace you couldn't because read. there's plenty of people in our court system that we do trust and i don't think in the medieval t- i don't think i think you're overestimating how much trust people sure had sure or, or, but like there could have been a priest or someone that like comes out and says like mm-hmm. it's it's done like mm-hmm. rather than well that's true if, i mean dan carlin does a great podcast hardcore history and he does he talks a lot about about this in one of them and about how humans have always watched and and how it's kind of been like essentially an arena sport you know because you had the gladiators and you had people fighting but then you just had executions in the public square and typically they were di- often sort of the same say in England like hanging but then in older societies it would change each time you know you could have someone put on the wheel or something which is pretty terrible you know it's not just a a killing it's like torture and killing but people like the character and you could maybe even talk your way out of it or something it's you know it's kind of it's a very interesting relationship between criminal and public because you've got people like the executioner and the maybe the sheriff or whatever it is you maybe executed that judgment and then you've got the people and the people could turn in that moment 
and kind of like him like a folk hero you know if they feel his crime wasn't so bad he comes out he has a bit of swagger <laughs> he's smiling he's talking to the crowd they're like huh who is this guy and I, i'm not saying it's uh common but i think that you know the the will of the people could sometimes save a person or just as likely maybe give them a different form of death so there's some relationship between the justice there and it's but the, has that ever, like, do you have any examples of that, like, being a thing? I'm sure it could be, but I feel like there's not enough examples of that to support that. No, I'm not saying that, that was the in main my reason. Mind. I think most of it's being witness, being witness to, to, the, to the justice. And, like, I understand, like, scaring people into submission, like, oh, this will, this will show, like, a rapist, like, don't go around the city and rape, you know, like, to be made an example of, but... Mm-hmm doing it and following a moral code because I, f- I feel like it's one and the same. Like, I feel like it's one and the same. But remember, you didn't get executed for everything. Sometimes you'd get put in the stocks and you would have vegetables and fruit thrown at you, you know, for the morning. Yeah, right? like, what is that as well? That's like, shaming. public shaming. That's public and... shaming. So it's actually not a... Co- because you've got to remember, that it's actually the most effective thing. Like, I think we've talked before about cities and how you have no accountability in a large city you feel like you're more anonymous you have less um, attachment to your surroundings in a village a medieval village you know if you did something bad you got shamed everyone could walk past you because there's no newspaper or tv service so you you leave them there and every day people walk past and go what the hell's he done oh he was stealing fruit from so and so oh well let's throw some rotten fruit at him then you had the stocks you had the execution uh, in different places, you could be nailed by your ear to the post. And then, like, <laughs> so you're kind of kept there, and then you have to pull yourself off eventually off the post. You know, obviously, in the Middle East, there's lots of chopping of hands, things like that. See, but then that's private. Like, you can make an example of somebody privately, but then I'm talking about the public ones specifically. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem so, all that necessary in my mind. Maybe, but you're, you're putting a lot of trust in society there to start modifying people's behavior. I, I really have think, to, though. I think people have got a violent tendency, and I think maybe it's... Only if you feed it to them. You could you can appeal to their better sides, too. I don't too. know. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a female point of view. I mean, I would say, if, if you ask me if okay, I'm a violent sure. person... I'm not sure what the answer would be. Yeah, but you you could still put violence in a positive light as well. You can have jousting tournaments where, like, yeah, it's dangerous, but like it's all in good sport. Right. And th- but Which then like did, it I still guess. can be dangerous. You can get impaled in the wrong spot, and mm-hmm. that's a thrill and exciting. And you could right. you, you can use violence and and things like that in a positive way as well. Let people fight to the death on their own accord. You know, like two battles of. Jewels. whatever something you know Boxing. i'm just saying like there's other alternatives to the ones that have been a little jammed down our throat throughout the centuries i'm just saying i do believe that there is another side of human nature because you feel that within you too yeah. don't you well, you it, yeah. inherently want to be good but it's so much easier to follow the path of evil because like that's the point is it's mm-hmm. alluring and like and it's 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 sometimes so hard to yeah. choose the right way versus the easy way out or the wrong way you know so right. that's 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 the ultimate thing are you going to use your powers for good or evil right well i'd agree but i wouldn't yeah exactly i wouldn't call as you said, violence necessarily. Because you could still have exactly. it, sure. Yeah, you're a man, you have testosterone, you want to uh-huh. express that. Sure, go pick up a fucking sword and a shield and 
or a paintball gun or no but you're see? you're kind of talking no, you're just you're, you're putting it in this in the sense of simulated violence so like a game or, or a sort of training i'm saying that actual terrible violence can be used in the force of good right right in some ways and it's so if you say am, am i a violent person it depends on the question exactly what you mean i'm not a violent person because i don't ever initiate violence i don't go around hitting people i don't go around throwing people around because i don't get my way but i would say in some sense to the question are you a violent person i would say yeah because i have absolutely no problem responding to threats with violence when some people no, but are then that's defense, people. and uh, yeah, but it's a mindset, right? It's like I am, I can, I am capable of, of being very violent. Okay, so I'm just saying they, these are components that are in the world, and I'm saying that we can view them differently, mm-hmm. display them differently, handle them differently, teach a different world view mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, I do feel like that is a form of good and evil, like right in front of us. I feel like I see like the battle of good and evil unfold in different ways in front of me, big and small, all the time. Right. I'm like, oh, this clearly, like, could be altered. Yeah, but what if right now a thousand or two thousand of the worst child traffickers, molesters, rapists, murderers were lined up publicly if you chose to attend, not broadcasted live on american cnn or whatever but publicly if you wished to to witness this at all put on a firing squad and shot like i'm no. not say i'm not for the capital punishment no. so much no like i sure like if that's their punishment so be it if that's like if that was proven to be their thing so be it however do i think it should be broadcast not at all because that's appealing to people's darker nature for things Uh when you could be appealing to their better nature and shed some good light on it have someone uh that you trust and say this this was a big moment and it's past and you can memorialize it and turn it good from something bad instead of continuing the ugly like these people did something ugly let's do something ugly to them we're going to show it to people we're going to appeal to the ugliness within you Mm -hmm. versus it could just be so much different you think it desensitizes you yeah absolutely i do believe people have i do believe before major religion like before like monotheism that people in like in Prior to religion, people would just be referred to, uh, like, as a broader term, pagan. So as pagans, and look, as an example, Native Americans in America used to be able to communicate with nature. They used to, like, be able to communicate with the animals. And whenever they would kill an animal, like, they could feel the trees. They could feel the spirit and energy of the forest. And when they would kill an animal, they would make it ritualistic, and they would pray for it. And, uh... (laughs) wish it like the best into the next life and it was like ceremonial and they used every single piece of what they did they didn't they were not like they didn't live outside of their means they just did what they had to to get through the winters they you like yeah like that like that is before we had major religion in things right. and that's paganism essentially is just being closer to nature yeah 
So I believe people used to be a lot more like that before major religion and right. conquering right. started becoming a thing and implicating into like, okay, now you have to give me some of what is yours versus just you when like when you're in a like a cold place like you like in Canada like the the they always say Canadians are so nice that they leave their doors like unlocked. That's not the case. It's because Canada's so cold, you leave your downstairs entryway open because if somebody's walking home and they like it, the winters are so cold, they need to go inside somewhere. So it's a, like it's a misconception, but like people inherently by nature are good. When a farmer has cows, he gives the milk to these people, eggs. That's mm-hmm. like that's what you do when you're in a small town is you have right. balance and order like that. Yeah. And you can maintain that in big ways as well. It just takes a di- like you just have to shift the energy to a different way of thinking but like that's not the ways that we are shifted we're shifted in ways to pay taxes and pressure and uh, you have to sell to bigger conglomerates and then you get bought up and then this that and the other happens so. are we kind of in agreement here that maybe you know communism or socialism some some label of that would work with the with the human consciousness raised to a level where it had to be because i mean obviously yeah. i am not an agree i don't agree no because the, the essentially we we are completely capable of having a utopia on this planet right. we have the resources for it we just have to want to do it we just have to want to like work together and like have regulations and just it's it's you but you would have to be an enlightened person to do it and to be race. enlightened to do it you have to have your leaders enlightening you and instead they're keeping us down and keeping us divided keeping us in parties and keep like there's like only like the the issues are broken into all these other things and they don't really have to be like there's a lot of logical educated individuals that could come up with some kind of idea hey we're gonna take uh this percentage we're gonna send it to this country every once in a while and we're gonna maintain things out there we're gonna work with their governments and we can actually do some good and see what they want to do and then just help them monitor it until they're doing it on their own and like like we have like the capabilities and potential for things like that we just don't you know what do you think about the evidence of the purported evidence that the native americans weren't so um respectful of life and that they herded whole whole herds of wildebeest off the off cliffs and things who native americans yeah have you ever heard about that I'm not saying it's for sure, but there's some evidence that someone said, actually, this suggests that often to get the kills, they would like round them up, chase them and like drive them into a ravine. So the wildebeest would end up going off something, plummeting to their death. And then they wouldn't use all of the meat. You know, they, they didn't seem to mind so much doing that i don't know if that's true or not that could be i think just it something could be, i read once I, I, I think it could be a mix between the two like i th- i see something like that being very possible if you have a big tribe you know and then you need to stock up for the winter in which case you would get the meat and then wrap it in the skin and bury it in the ground and right put it in salt and so your idea of utopia kind of sharing uh, a very different world does that require almost everyone to be on the same wavelength? Because if you have someone with a, a bad spirit, an evil heart, they could take advantage of that system, right? So does it require literally a global 
mental, spiritual renaissance so that yeah. everyone is different? No, it doesn't require a renaissance. Like, it, it does acquire, acquire a global initiative, but we already have that, you know? We already have a general understanding of things, and we could just change it to something else because we are taught the general understanding of things, right? So we could be taught the general understanding of it in another way as well, no? It's as simple as that. You teach people something different for two or three generations, and then it, new knowledge is learned. It's as simple as that. You don't need a, a renaissance for it. That's as simple as teaching people another way to do things. And if it's logical, people will understand it because people aren't stupid, you know? They're like, oh, this this sounds better than th-, like how we were doing it before. They like people have conscious awareness to be able to know right from wrong most mm-hmm. times, most times. So I guess if I was going to mention the 20th century and the sort of idea for socialism, communism, there, I'm guessing you would say that that didn't come from a a real place. It wasn't a honest attempt at sharing things equally because of its disastrous results. The way. You know, you could say the leaders of these communist countries, they weren't equal. Yeah, but that's because there's already been an unfolding game for so long, you know. But there, like, there is, like, okay, because there's different, like, there's different types of communism, too, based, like, ge- like geographically speaking. Because I know a bit more, per se, about, like, Russian and Chinese communism than I would about, like, Cuban communism. So there's different levels of it. And it affects different lands and peoples differently. But I know of some of the, yeah, like, I I don't hate some of the the ideas of communism. Like, you should be able to, like, fluctuate your money and, like, be able to, like, be successful in careers more so, but then with communism, one thing that was lost is, like, the old people, like, because I know, like, in the Czech Republic, and <clears throat> uh, they were saying, like, once communism left, all the little towns got forgotten about, all the old people got forgotten about, and that was a big issue that they were, like, that needed to be addressed after it left, because it only left, like, 30 years ago, so they're still fixing the system a bit, you know, but it does take time, and communism, like, it it did make sure that, like, the big and small, like, the small places were taken care of, too, and the old people were taken care of, so it was something that, like, it was all-inclusive, and that's the part that I like, is the all-inclusivity of it, that nobody's left behind, and which is possible with communism, but then again, they're like they have corruption, and like the richest people are of the smaller percentage, and they they pocket it all. Like there's corruption everywhere, you know. Do you get the impression that some of these people were trying to implement communism in earnest, or do you believe, say Mao, <clears throat> Mao, Lenin, uh, Stalin, they were all, you know, using it for their own gains, just like any other authoritarian would, and it's sort of talk marxism was popular at the time you know then they used that as their vessel i mean i think history would show that stalin was a marxist he kind of did believe in this stuff i think lenin did too i don't know particularly what you think i mean would you be wanting a different sort of term for what you're describing because you're talking about a different system in the future but i know you probably 
you, you wouldn't personally use the word communism, a communist society, but what I'm trying to get at is the ideal of communism was egalitarian. You know, everyone had access to what they needed and no one had more than what they needed at the expense of someone else. Some of the few good things about it. Yeah, no, you've just, <clears throat> a lot of systems have good ideas. You just need to like work them together. Things are possible. So let's but... let's try and get a little bit more on your unified theory about what, what it will look like in the new system. So let's try and move away from the word you know, communism, I use that because of the, the, the equal part, but I mean, you have that aspect in your idea, right? But let's try and give it a, a different spin. And sure. I mean, let's, I'll start with a simple question. So in your new world of sort of everyone working together, a lot more peace, let's say, are we talking about individuals looking after individuals or are we talking kind of about more of a state that's, that the people are kind of look to you know is it very much decentralized and non-state is it is it more re resembling anarchy let's say but anarchy with you know towns and villages working well on their own trading with other towns and it's a lot more localized are you talking about more the the sort of thing we see in movies where it's a big state holding everything together uh i guess more of a big state holding everything together but not necessarily um you just need help from the people around you, from the countries around you, to get things established. And, like, I know it's been done before, but not on the level that, like, it could be done. And, like, even it's the United Kingdom, like, they tried to, like, <clears throat> with their monarchy, or, or, or uh, the Commonwealth, the, the Commonwealth, going to places. And, like, they really, like, had good intentions for a lot of it, better than most countries that were invading places and yeah, changing I, their history at least like the uk wasn't necessarily trying to take that away they were just trying to join the things together which is <laughs> i think we did have some noble motives I yeah think, yeah, I yeah. That's true. <clears throat> and like they did help like balance things out in a lot of places but then there was also corruption but then like it just yeah <sighs> well i think the point that i would be getting at is that is that whether it's communism, fascism, anything in between, I'm skeptical of big government because the more power government gets, the more it's going to be inclined uh, to be attractive to people who want power for power's sake or power for evil purposes. No, but and it's a symbiosis of power within your own place working together with the uh, neighboring places. Right, places but that would be decentralization, right? That's kind of what I mentioned. Okay. Like, like that would be the idea that each town really looks after the people in its town. You should look after the people in your house because it's your family. And the town okay, should so look yeah, after the people in the town. Scale. And then okay. particularly there may be a city or, or a jurisdiction like a county. And sure, that county should help look after and bond all of the towns in there. But what I don't believe is that everyone should look to this overall state, mm -mm. which is mm -mm. what I think is happening now in Europe and in America. Okay, so yeah, no, then that's not what I was talking about. So I mean, like, I'm not good with like the terminology. Okay, so of, yeah, that's fine. But what I mean is by big state, what you're talking about is a unifying uh, authority that holds mm -mm. everything together. So in Russia, you had the Soviet Union, and then you had the government that ran all of that. In America, you've so got states. So what was the other one called? A central. Like that would be centralized, you know, like the like the federal government of America is centralized, but you still have a de 
a decentralized system because each of your states are quite independent, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they all follow the same law, but ultimately they have authority over themselves and then they band together to form the United States, but they still have a, a banner of that state that's very important to them. Mm-hmm. While I don't have that as much in, say, England, so if I live in, let's say, Ipswich, you know, Ipswich doesn't have the, 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 the break from the, the national government as, say, Kentucky does. Yeah. And I think that's better because I, I am distrustful of government. And because I'm distrustful of government, I want them to have as little power as possible. Sure, yeah. And if they have as little power as possible, then it doesn't matter if um, John Hitler gets into power because he doesn't have so much power. And that's what happened in Germany. He kind of had to give himself extra powers and people allowed it under emergency powers. And people felt like it was a good idea for the time. But ultimately, they didn't have, Hitler didn't have as much power as Chancellor before. And that's what most authoritarians do. They increase, increase, increase their power. And that's what's happening a lot, as we see. So when you have this idea of a utopia... No, it's unity then. And because then it's uh, working together with the neighboring places. Like, countries in South America have been uh, bailing their neighbors out for many, like, a long time, you know? And it just, like, they kind of have their own system out there. And it's just, why can't... Like, we could, we have the resources for it. We could do it. We just don't. We could still have, like, <clears throat> immigration laws and everything. And, but, like, yeah, like, rather than, like, and then that would help with immigration things. Is like, we're helping the world. There would be le- less refugees because we're making the whole world better and helping establish the governments that the places want. Oh, I think you need to be careful when you're talking about that no, but say you go to Haiti and you're like, hey, how can we help? Like, but didn't we try that? And then people like Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation took advantage of that and then used it to strip Haiti of money, no, potentially st- steal children from That's there. a subgroup. That's that's a sub thing going on. That's not for the greater picture of things. No, this would be a governmental change, not some little side project to help the needy children. No, no, this would be like a governmental, like, like reconstructing the foundations of things with the best interests of the country in mind. I'm not sure about this. It feels like you're saying we need to fix world hunger, Fix world peace, and if we all just decide to do it, it'll be done. I mean, like, it's not as simple as that. It takes a lot of... But is that actually working, the first step? ...working through things, and then they, like... There's so many logical people. If I can think of, like, okay, like we're a bunch of rich countries. We know that these countries are not rich. Like, let's go there. Let's ask if you guys need help. Do you want our help with something? Like, how? what do you envision for your future government? Like, and then how can we be in peace together? Let's have a five-year discussion about this. And then let's start implementing some things. And then once, like, the ball is rolling with things, and, like, and the more people that are involved, the more... Um, uh, people are watching what's going on and making sure things are going on correctly. Because if, uh, like, major countries in Europe, like, we'll say France, Germany, um, Spain, all want to give money to South America, or, like, it's, it could be, like, different percentages from different places. I'm not sure how the structure would work. I'm just saying it could why, be why worked a out. Then? So my argument with that would be why, why should a government donate to another government when you when a government all a government's pockets are is taking taxes from its citizens, right? Mm-hmm. So surely, in an enlightened world, each individual would have 
control over his or her well no, because if everybody was working together and we could get major countries not just in europe but then okay china would put in a percentage as well if we could all be on the same page with like money distribution with doing different things i'm just saying there it, it is possible if it, it's like it's a conceptual idea that i do believe could be implemented we just choose not to i believe we it want... could be implemented if we were perfect humans with say maybe advanced ai that could make plans and algorithms for us on, on distribution and then we all followed that to the letter but i don't think it's i think that's a, a very theoretical proposition i don't think you're you're factoring human nature into this and i think that's what the communists didn't factor in they had this plan of Communism. So let's take one example. So, like, let's start with a very simple example of, you know, telling a field. Now, if you tell a field and you get to keep that grain, and then you either eat it with your family, sell it to your neighbors, sell it to the village. You may, if you're a good farmer, you make a little bit of extra money, and you, with that extra money, a good farmer will in maybe invest in some more workers, or he'll invest in some more tools maybe even some more land. Next year, he makes even more. Now you could argue, well, that's capitalism, right? He's getting bigger while other farms might be getting smaller, but he's getting bigger because he's a good farmer. He's maximizing production. Along comes communism. And you say, we collect all the grain now. We collect all the grain and then we distribute it. And we're gonna do it fairly and we're gonna do it equally. And it's gonna be better. So you go, okay, you're not incentivized now to work those extra few hours to get that extra grain. It doesn't matter if you grow 100 grain or 60 grain, the government will come and collect it anyway. So your incentive is just gone. Now your idea requires that that person will still maximize their grain production because why not? It's for the greater good, right? More grain, more food, more wealth, more everything. Except people don't do that. When they don't get the rewards of their work, and especially if they don't feel like whoever is collecting their work is distributing it properly, their engagement will go down. See, and that is a corrupt way of thinking and it's a materialistic way of thinking. And that's what's like the downfall of our society is that we could be thinking for the greater good of things and finding satisfaction in that as well. And that is very much a state of mind. And I do believe that like you can change human nature. It's what we've been creating out of human nature for so long. That is the issue. You know what I mean? Well, this is what... Marx talked about, he talked about automation and machines that would do our work. And in a world where no one has to till a field, and we're almost there, we've got tractors, right? We've just eliminated most of the world's work. They don't need to be farmers anymore, so they can do other things. But right now, this your toilet still needs cleaning, right? So does everyone clean the toilet? What about the public ones? Right now, we don't have machines quite yet that could probably do that for us. Someone still has to do that. So, you know, who do you decide who becomes the doctor and trains for four years, five years, becomes a doctor and who cleans the toilets? See, but then again, like in Czech, I feel like the doctors there, I don't know, I I prefer Czech doctors over doctors in different places because I feel like due to communism, like you would only become... A doctor if you want to if that's your passion if that's what you're good at you're gonna follow your calling anyway human nature so you're gonna be good at it like anyway so then like it's a different kind of motivation and it's a more pure kind of motivation like my dentist that I see he's super famous like he works on like big like he he's very very popular like well-known dentist and um, he 
he charges like crazy low rates and like he still like o- like works with old people and he like he does his help because that's where like he just wants to like give people good teeth jobs and not have to pay an arm and a leg he's like why this materials like this stuff that i make your teeth out of isn't that expensive like it's like he charges like a hundred euro tooth like oh so I, I, I'm guessing that's what it does come down to, that a fundamental shift in human perception almost globally is necessary for your plan. But I, like I said, I think a lot of but I don't think it's that, that. I don't think it's that hard. You teach a few different generations a few different ways to think. And we could do that. It's not it's not that revolutionary actually. It is so much simpler than people make it out to be. Well that's but they, definitely they, where we disagree. I think it's more complex. No, no, no. It's definitely it is definitely complex, but it is it's it's simple to change your mind and it's simple to start to change. Well and start not, working towards that. I think that this is in the modern age, the Christian really gets shit on quite a lot right because every other religion seems to be revered as culturally lovely and we should preserve it and it's special because it's diverse christianity shit on a bit and that's the idea of christianity is it not what you're describing it's it's these methods of of thinking about others forgiveness um patience virtue and charity so what you're talking about is charity really people who need it more right now should get it right and the, and the christian mentality i think would be saying you know you've got wealth so give some and your message is everyone should start to think like that so if everyone did think like that you wouldn't need this overarching state you would just have for the, let's say the purpose of this a christian nation like america was that donated tons of money and like not necessarily still does i don't know the charity rates of you of, of, of the u.s i think they're probably going down because people don't like how much the government is giving away and how much they redistribute wealth so they keep more for themselves and i think yeah. once you start not taxing people and you're saying no we don't give foreign aid you know that's not our job we're here to look after you is do other people need charity sure but it's not our job to do that here's more of your money to keep and you, we encourage, no, the government wouldn't encourage, but people can encourage each other to say, hey, there's been a terrible f- flood in Indonesia. You know, how about you, you throw in $10? And people do and would, and it's encouraged in Christie. Now, how many people are hypocrites and don't or whatever, but it's very Imagine much a Christian Imagine just giving terror, people a choice of like, uh, like re-implicate, like redirecting taxes in a different way and giving people a choice on how they get used. Like, yeah, some of it goes to the government to like keep your nation well, but then like there is so much excess money out there. And imagine, God forbid, like the, you guys, you save up part of the taxes and then, yeah, there is a flood somewhere and you decide, okay, we can give some like uh, to it. Like, just giving people a choice of, like, imagine giving people a choice of, like, what they do with, like, their tax money to help the world. And imagine there being, like, five things that you could put on a paper instead of, like, taxes that you want taken out that goes to the government. It's where do you want your taxes to go that are being taken out for the greater good of the picture, you know? It's as simple as adding a choice of five on a sheet of paper, you know? It's, it's it, it, like, it's an idea like that, and you just have to change how people think, but people are absolutely capable of it. Yeah, I mean, if you're going for an enlightened utopia idea, why have the middleman? Why have the taxes, is what I'm saying. 
Because that's how you keep the world, like you do things with taxes. People are just doing the wrong things with taxes and they're getting distributed incorrectly. <laughs> that's politics and, right there. You know. <laughs> you just summed it up in one sentence. You know, <laughs> so, but like imagine having a choice to where your taxes go and then the taxes that like, like until places are good, then there'll be a surplus of taxes. How much choice? And then you could redistribute it back how out into the How much people. choice? Like you could like say I you have said, choice now by by moving Like I said, forward. just you um you like you you change our society and we start working towards the greater good. So on the tax forms when somebody's uh, filling out for their work, it says at the end when your taxes are gonna be taken out, instead of like how much do you want taken out to be put away for the government, it'll say like would you want your taxes to go to cleaning the oceans? Would you want your taxes to go to um, immigration Military. or this or that or working on this country, like the, the future Africa, whatever, or the future Asia or however, like not to say that every mm-hmm. place needs help. I'm just making an example. And what if your option is that you don't want to give taxes, you'd rather give that money voluntarily? Then you, you th- that all. could be an option to give it to the state and then the state. No. Oh, and I'll give it to the state. Wait. Keep it myself and then give, give it to who I want. A completely voluntary system. Sure. You want a bigger army? We need a military crowdsource. We want to uh, help this uh, Pakistani uh, gender studies program at the university. Donate. We're realizing we're having more um, leukemia. As long as people do, yeah. More like... leukemia research. Donate. Yeah. Are you saying it's necessary for a government to strong arm its public a little bit? It's almost like the moral imperative that people know they need to do it, but they need instead of the scaring them into doing things like ushering them into doing the right thing. Yeah, why not? Well, I think that's a, an argument in itself. Like pure conservatism might say that government just needs to be small, kind of neutral, and do its do its limited job. And I think because that's failed so badly, now you've got people who feel like government is a moral force and there's something more moral behind it. And that goes for both sides. You know, you've got people who want a very moral leader and someone who talks about ethics and and spends a lot of money and where that money should go, you know, <clears throat> on both sides. You've got people who are more fascistic and they want a big state and money spent on flags and uh symbolism and drawing the country together to identify as a nation and that's a very like moral and wealthy way to go like spending a lot of money i mean and it's the same with the left they want to take more taxes for sure and redistribute them in different ways and i think the old idea of just small limited government is kind of dying maybe and i'm well maybe even maybe it even is with me i don't know Maybe government does need to have more of a direction, otherwise you just get chaos like we have now. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm saying there's there could be other ways to do things. Well, that's certainly true. I'm just not sure human nature can change so rapidly as to, to just expect everything well, no. to be fixed. It, I don't like, think... See, that's the problem, is people think that it's a big deal, and it's not. Well, okay, let's look at it from another way. If you look a longer term, it seems like this year has probably warped us quite a lot with American politics or everything that's going in the world. That's one year of things being different. I'm like, see? A virus. Like, look at like one year of things being different. Like the whole world can change from it. Imagine doing that in a positive way. But imagine what what I'm going to say is the long term. If you imagine from say 
the 1960s even. Mm-hmm. You could go back 400 years and the, the, it's even more dramatic. But if you go back to the 60s, if you look at child mortality, massively down. Absolute poverty, completely down. The amount of people who live in poverty now is you know, probably one-tenth of what it, what it, what it used to be mm-hmm. as a proportion. The amount of diseases we've cured are insane. There's so many really bad, like the worst, you know, Amazonian worm that crawls, whatever it is, like things that were killing, I think in Africa a lot, we cured them. So what I'm saying is if you start to look like things are exponentially getting better in a way that isn't really talked about. And if you were around in 1960, proportionally, there was way more people starving or it's severe chance of starving than there are now. The world is better fed, better medicated. Um, wars are lower than and ever. And like, doesn't that usually <laughs> come from unity and people working together? Well, on what some I'm saying level? is maybe we're literally on that path. It's just harder to see. But like, when everything see, is and getting better. If we better, didn't have like the powers of evil driving things, like like to make people think that this is difficult, to make people think that. Uh, these things are not possible, but they absolutely are, and all you have to do is tell people they are versus they're not. A simple change of the mind like that. So just educate so what's actually powerful. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people are, they're not educated properly. It's they're, they're taught, yeah, they're taught one way, and there needs to be revisions in with the way things are taught in many a ways because we know that we're in a system that doesn't necessarily work, especially for everybody. But what I mean is, I think we're not looking at the curve. Like, you like to look at all of human history, right? So let's let's even just go back a thousand years or whatever. We went from somewhere in Europe over 200 years from next to no one reading. I think it's a lot less, even 100 years, to, to tons of people reading. Like, absolutely tons of people reading, right? And that makes such a difference to education once you can get people to read, right? And that was however many hundred years ago in different different places around Europe. But now most of the world is ed- getting educated or has access to some, and we st- there's still work to do, right? But compared to what it was, amazing, like incredible. Mm-hmm. And just a little side fact about uh, capitalism. In like ninth, the early, what is it? In the 1800s sometime, Rockefeller, I think it was, one of the Rockefellers, he invented the kerosene to make from oil and what he did is he used it it was a byproduct at the time it might not be kerosene but it, it was a byproduct of crude oil production that no one was using and he utilized it to burn a lamp so he got this cheap stuff and now and basically burning a lamp at night reduced in price by like a thousand percent so what happened with that is obviously he got super rich but what it meant was that most people could now afford to keep a light burning if they wanted to read at night well, before it was kind of expensive to keep something burning, so you wouldn't. So you basically got a whole nation to be able to read more, and he got rich. And I think, well, you could blame the Rockefellers for getting rich, but it's like, hey, he got rich because he filled a need that everyone wanted, was willing to pay for, and made everyone's lives better. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying a government would be able to come up with that, because typically they don't. Capitalism you know, makes people alert, their eyes are open, and this guy said, hey, I, this stuff, no one's even using it, I can use it for this, they'll buy it, and the people said, hey, we want that, and now they can 
read for next to nothing, which makes no, an educated No, people get motivation popular. many places, you know. Well, I'm just saying the state doesn't... Nothing good comes out of a communist state, you know what I mean? When no one can make no. money from the things they, they make, no one... No, 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 no. No one's coming up with... You should still be with, able to capitalize to a certain extent. <clears throat> you have to be able to. Otherwise, you just don't get that innovation. You yeah. don't get pushed forward. I mean, look, you had the space race, and that was done by the states through the 20th century but look at it now Elon Musk storming ahead because he wants to make money from it and it becomes self-fulfilling while NASA was dying the space race was the space age was dying because no one was investing in it because it's public money and the public lost faith that it was for anything they're like yeah sure space is interesting but how much money do we need to spend on this and it's true because it was kind of in bed I mean, all the research that NASA and stuff did, the companies used to get their satellites. It was all data that was public data that then was used. It's basically like free research, right? And now that's over. The, if it wasn't for private companies, would you want tons and tons and billions of dollars from public money going into what looks to the average person as being useless? Just sending a rocket up time after time. Some of them crash, some of them don't. Yeah. Seems like a lot of money, man. It's an expensive game. But it turns out other people will pay. It turns out they'll make money from advertisement from people watching it and then reporting on it like it's a fucking football match. Narrate like having commentators like that second stage burn. Oh, she's coming in strong, looking good. People watch it. People enjoy it. People love Elon Musk. I just don't, and I just don't have any good examples of you know the government coming up with anything. No. The government ain't going to come up with an iPhone. No, and that's the thing, too, is, like, you should still be able to capitalize to, to a limit. And then through that, again, being able to choose where your taxes are going is going to, like, that would be, imagine the world we would live in if you could choose where your taxes went. You can. Like, within certain parameters of, like, the greater good idea and your country. I'm not against that idea, in fairness. Right. It's like, but that's, again, not radical change. It was like, yeah, if you had more control and you had a bit of betting, so, you know, where people want their money to go. But again, it's there's problems, right? Because what happens if something's just happened in a country? maybe a real national security event, and then it's voting day. You're going to have so many people saying military or intelligence, and it's reasonable because you've just had a breach or whatever. Can you trust the people to be objective and put the right amount of money? At best, it would have to be advisory. I mean, that's the truth, because if you went off at just anything, a win... Yeah, yeah, no, there would have to be... I, that's why I keep yeah, yeah. saying it, within regulations, within, within, within certain parameters. Because, yeah, yeah when your country's in crisis, like, of course. It wouldn't be the worst idea to have. You know? And then also, same. like, a small percentage could be filtered into the country. It has to be filtered into the country anyway. But still, like, and then the uh, the surplus would be shifted into the the betterment of your own area, of course. Like, when something happens. Which means, though, again, this is how it gets so complex. Because now you're talking about taxes. So what you're taking taxes from? Well, their earned wealth, right? So now you have to, like stimulate the economy what does stimulate the economy means and it does it mean is it the government's job to do that well i would say no but once they've said took tax so let's just imagine a system working and then the government says well basically we want like 40 percent because we're going to take your income tax business tax you're going to pay uh tax on your petrol you're going to pay tax on everything you buy all that we're going to take a big portion of your money right changes everything but now we're used to that but now we're used to government sort of 
stimulating by lending more money to get businesses going because you need businesses making money to pay the taxes, right? And then it gets super, this is where it gets super complicated now because people could write 10 books on economics. Some people would argue that when you put taxes down, tax revenue comes in because what happens is you put the tax down, all these small businesses and big, but small too, are like, awesome, look how much more money I've got. I've got tons more money because the government isn't taking it. So they upgrade or they hire a new member of staff or they train a member of staff to be a level up. They do something in their business. Uh, obviously they are also consumers, so they have more money, so they go out and spend more money. And you can see graphs and there's no way of saying it's directly correlated, but you can see, see that's tax why revenue. I say that there has to be the regulations. It's like, no, the society is still gonna quite stay the same as it is now the money is just going to be distributed differently and we'll have more of a choice of where it's going instead of into the pockets of the few no like you're still not going to be getting all that money back to yourself like you could have a choice to like i don't want to send it to any of these charities i'd rather pocket half of what i'm supposed to be sending out but then the other half has to get funneled to the government then like if that's your choice so you can choose to keep a bit more of it, but then you're only ahead by so much more, which is fair though, because like you're still getting some of your money back and like then you're getting extra money in your pocket that you normally wouldn't under a different system. Or you could choose to take double that money and put it into something else, or you could just take half of it for you and then half of it for your government. So that be your choice. My concern is the other countries of the world, or lots of them are so corrupt that the money that goes there is not going to the right people you know it's just yeah that's funding. i mean we give money to the, no, the uk no, give money to there has to be a unified you're right there does there has to be a unified shift in people's minds towards the greater good versus how the individual individualistic system that we're currently in you know well we give money to india in aid mm -hmm. uk the next year they launched a rocket into space. And I think a lot of British people thought, huh? In the game of civilization, I think sending rockets up is cool, but maybe you should get your other shit together first. And that doesn't mean you can't have a space program until absolutely every single person in your country is, you know, living the perfect life. But when you're giving aid money to a huge country like that, like so big and we're giving them money and then they have a space rocket no but kind of see, a bit like that's the hmm. thing is like you, there has to be involvement on all sides and people can communicate they just don't do you not think you're thinking that you you want the greater good but most people don't already want that and see the way of doing that is completely different so most people yeah, in the world already different. see but that's the point is we need something completely different you know no, but I think most people already think what they're doing is for the greater good. No. No, they don't. Most no, they don't. They know it's for the betterment of themselves. Nobody fucking thinks like that. <laughs> if people did, like, if that's, like, because you're taught to feel like you, you gain your power from doing things like this, when really you can feel that in other ways, too. It's just how you decide to channel your energy. And if you taught a few generations of people that... Taught them what, though? 
like I say, implica- like implementing uh, different things into the schooling system, emotional balance, teaching them like more things. You can teach people the greater good. Like if you help people, this is going to happen. Yeah, we have like a bit of that in our society, but how are you gonna teach people emotional balance, awareness, and, and awareness when they come from a shitty home where they don't have parents there or they live in live in a shitty situation? What I'm saying, do you not have to fix those problems, and then does the sort of education problem fix itself once you start like giving people what they really need? And a safe, secure environment, which people don't have, because the everything's being ripped from this this generation. Most you know, most people don't own homes. They don't have much wealth. There's not a, like a stable future like there used to be. And mm-hmm. they're still having kids. Some aren't, but some are, and their their children's future aren't as stable. And then you imagine the lower end of the. That's even worse. That's the like. Is that not a core problem? People don't think about enlightenment when they don't have those basic needs met, and I would say the government has a role in that. Because if we're gonna help other places, we obviously have to help ourselves first. Right. I think charity starts at home is a misunderstood quotation. Yeah. Yeah. For I don't, sure. I don't think it's meant to say they matter to less. To benefit yourself. No, 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 no. But I think it means you need to start close to home for two reasons. One. It's pragmatically useful. You're in a stronger position yeah. like using your oxygen mask before helping someone else. Mm-hmm. But the second is it's the sort of mentality that comes with it. You know, if you someone who has doesn't have their life together at all, just sounds like an asshole giving someone life advice. Yeah. You know, sometimes it can be right, and sure, people can have pearls of wisdom even when they're in a bad situation themselves. Because I always say you can learn something from everyone. Sure. I'm not trying to put them down, but Really, some guy who's just an absolute wreck trying to preach about the best way to live your life is kind of like, hmm, how about you just shh, 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 until you get your own shit in order? Yeah, yeah. And then I'll listen. And I think that's true with with countries too. And you should really be on top of your shit before you start. It's just like all of it's possible though. So much, so many things are possible if you just redistribute things differently. So instead of putting a bunch of taxes into rich people's pockets, you put it more into the welfare of children and having maybe a monitor from every school district that goes to every single child's home quarterly, like two to four times a year. Like why not? Like to but, like. But what if you've fundamentally missed something? What if? The welfare system that you're talking about, more welfare to children. What happens if the welfare system has created more poverty and bad situations for children? I'm not saying it necessarily has, but what if it has? No. Well, imagine this. I think in the UK, of course, there was much worse poverty before, you know, in the, let's say, 30s and whatever, before that. But then you brought welfare in, in the 40s, I think. And that's fine. It was called a safety net, right? When you're on bad times, there's a safety net by the state. And I think everyone liked it. But that became so broad that you have kind of like a new class. You used to have the working class. Well, there's a class below that, I think, that's the benefit class. Mm-hmm. And those are people who are on benefits right now. Mm-hmm. They don't work for whatever reason. Their dads don't work. They're on benefits. And there's a chance their grandfathers you know, didn't really do much either. 
mm-hmm. and they're completely dependent on the state. It's a, a natural state of mind to know that you don't starve to death in England. Yeah. If you're on the system, if you're within the system, not sleeping under a bridge somewhere, you, you know, you can get by. And that's a benefit system. So is that a good thing, you know, when you've encouraged that? And I would argue that there's a lot of people See, now who are lacking opportunities. I don't necessarily because... agree with that. But then again, that's starting at school. Like, you have to start in the school system and teach kids different ways of thinking. And understanding things. And don't necessarily just, like, and no scare tactics either. Just teaching about wars. See, I, I'm American educated, so I'm sure out here you guys had a more fulfilling history class than I did. But <laughs> I, I absolutely did not. Learning about the fucking Alamo or or Lewis and Clark and Custard. Custard. <laughs> Custard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he got into a little trifle with the Indians, didn't he? <laughs> General Custard. Yeah. I heard he got very nervous and got jelly legs. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the whole story. Yeah, that sitting bull, he got his just desserts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Re-educating children is what we need to do. We need to... We need to rethink a lot of the things. You don't think the term re-education is dangerous? What? You don't think the word re-education... Is dangerous? Mm Mm-hmm. No, not to, like, a a huge level, you know? We're not going to recondition them to to completely think another way. Uh, So re-education is fine. Reconditioning is the line. (laughs) Is that right? I'm just making a point. (laughs) No, I need to get... I just think re-education sounds a bit, um... I mean it in a positive way. Like, you could take, like... I think that's open to interpretation. Because I'm not saying to re-educate them completely, just give them new alternatives to think about. Revising the things that they've already learned to have a different view on it in a different light, you know? Because sometimes it's just about putting, like, is your cup half full or is your cup half empty? Like, putting a different twist on things and just shedding a little bit of light in different ways on subjects that, like, that we already have would go so far, I think. And then when you start out at that level, you create better, more balanced, established adults that can make better decisions. So, listeners... (laughs) <laughs> Proxy Page is putting together a home education package <laughs> and for $24.95 <laughs> I know you heard me correctly only $24.95 you can have this homeschooling package that gives an all-encompassing syllabus <laughs> for your child to be re-educated <laughs> into the new world order okay. I'll find another term for it <laughs> fear not this has passed all regulatory guidelines. It is not reconditioning of any kind, re-education only. There's an online <laughs> component. Education. Anyway, would you would you buy that for your children? It sounds nice. Does it have a strong math core though? Math? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Okay. But we already have that. I even said that the American way for you. Math. How would you say it? Maths. Really? Well, it's mathematics. Yeah, so you'd say maths. Yeah. Because you're talking about different types of maths. Okay, cool. 
<laughs> it's very literal of you. Well, it's, you don't say I'm going to do mathematic. Yeah, but American English is all slang anyway, so. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> How are we supposed to tie up this? How's that, how am I supposed to put this in a nice little summary, little box for the listener? How am I supposed to do that? Um, I don't know. We started with Britney Spears, though. So. Hear me, baby, one more time. I'm happy to, sh- like, shed a little bit of light on that. Yeah, that's where we did start. That's where it was. <laughs> and then conservatorship. Oh, yeah. And then people we- control on people. Now we're establishing a new world order. With re-education. <laughs> we need new teachings in school. This one up here. Well, on that note, we'll finish right here. Yeah. Have a nice day. Bye. If you made it through an entire episode of Natasplat, well done you. You can find more of us all over the internet and at natasplat.com. See you later.